Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. I'm going to show you something this morning. I'm going to show you two competing faiths. We're still talking about ambient noise and living out on the edge, but I want to show you, lay a little foundation this morning. Ambient noise is anything that challenges your faith. Don't ever pray for more faith because there is no such thing. You've been given the measure of faith. The only question is how much competition is, to, is there to it, and that's the ambient noise that drowns it out. Let me give you the example again very quickly so you know what I'm talking about. If you were to go, and I'll just change the road, because I usually talk about 776, but I'll change it to 41. If you turn your iPhone up to maximum volume and you start li listening to preaching out near 41, you won't be able to hear a thing. But nothing ever changes. The volume never changes. That's your faith. And as you walk away from the ambient noise, you'll be able to hear the preaching because the ambient noise has been defeated. The faith never changes. So the key to this life is to find out what that ambient noise is. That ambient noise can be good things. That ambient noise, if you're talking to pastors, can actually be their ministry. Got quiet right there. I don't know why. A whole bunch of pastors in here this morning. The ambient noise can be almost anything. It can be you raising your kids when it's out of priority with your relationship with Jesus. It can be anything. Who will tell you what it is? The Holy Ghost will tell you. He will tell you things to come. He will guide you into all truth, John 16, 13. All you have to do is a three-letter word, ask, and he will tell you. But a lot of, listen, a lot of people don't want to know what the competition to their faith is because they don't want to be inconvenienced they don't want to be convicted. They don't want to be told to change their lives. So the entire time, while they are supposed to be bringing forth and ushering in miracles, it never happens because they'd rather look at a screen. The doors that are open, you, do you realize that you can operate in the very specific That God can come up to you and say, speak to that specific person with their name, from whom much is given, much is demanded. And see, we, and I, and I, I thwart my own efforts, and I, and I say things like, well, you amen that, and then nobody amens anymore. The problem is in the church is that we amen things, and that really becomes our religion. Amen, and then it never gets done. But we always amen the things we never do. I said we, not you, so you can't be offended. <laughs> Amen, we're supposed to be prophesying. Amen, we're supposed to be speaking in tongues. Amen, we're supposed to be raising the dead. Amen, we're supposed to be casting out demons. We never do it. But we amen it every time because that's part of our Pentecostal, Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, whatever religion that we're a part of. We just amen the things that we never do. We attend that which we are. Quiet in here. So the question is, what's the ambient noise in your life? It can be your own mind. It can be your own moods. I haven't preached about moods for a while. A lot of, a lot of you in this room, you are absolutely ruled by how you feel. If you feel good, good day. You feel bad, bad day, and feelings are nothing more than gas. Nothing more. Think about that whenever you experience gas in whatever way you experience gas. That's all that a feeling is. It means nothing. You can feel good in the midst. You ever seen people cry in the midst or, or laugh in the midst of tragedy? Let's laugh. Because feelings, they're, they're just gas. They're vapors. You're supposed to take all those thoughts captive and make them. Make them obedient to Christ. But other people, that's, that's how they run their whole life. Is that the ambient noise in your life? Is your moods. Whatever it may, listen, all of us have it. 
The key is identifying it. How can you ever take it captive if you don't identify it? All the problems in your life. And listen, some of you, stop pretending like that you don't have problems. Stop. Stop, stop carrying around your portrait that you want everybody to believe in. That's what's called portrayal. This is my portrayal of my life. Look at our perfect marriage. Look at, our, look, at, look at my perfect life. Look at my perfect walk. You don't have a perfect walk because you're not filling these rows full of people. There's people that are filling these rows full of people. And by the way, I love all of you. Seriously, thank you. It's a difficult thing to bring people into this church. Because the hammer's coming down. And you know that you're risking relationships by bringing them in here. I know. But you need to stop acting like you don't have any problems because you do. What's the big threat when God already knows when you're going to be judged by God who already knows anyway? Why do you have such, re- well, I don't want, to, I, I don't want, I want people to think that I'm perfect. Why? Well, why is that exactly? If that's the case, then go home and make yourself a carved image of humanity and burn incense to it. Why don't you just face it? Well, I don't know what my problems are. Turn to your spouse right now and ask him. <laughs> Go ahead. No. There's some of you. I love you. I love you. Seriously, you did. You actually did. Either that or you turned and said, I'm not asking. I don't care. I don't care what that guy says. I find out what my problems are all the time because Hope and I, we, we talk. Some of you need to engage in that in your marriages, an open and transparent conversation. And I bet, you know what I get told every time? You're carnal. It's just your carnality. It's nothing. It's just your carnal. You need to fast more. That's, that's the truth. Because fasting crucifies the ambient noise. And identifies the ambulance. What's challenging your faith? Most of you already know what step one is. Right now, you, you want step five. But you've never conquered step one. You've never conquered your moods. Well, you know, I'm bipolar. <laughs> Why didn't bipolar exist when I was in high school? It's just like, why was it when I went to Lemon Bay High School in the 80s, that every redneck in the school came with three guns. And there was never a school shooting, not one time in the 80s. Every, I'm not kidding, you, you, it, it's absolute, it's an absolute, you get arrested today for a felony. But back, back when I was in, the, in high school in the 80s, every truck in the Lemon Bay parking lot had a gun rack, loaded full of guns. And there was never, there was never a shooting. One of the reasons why is that if anybody ever did come on campus, that was the opportunity of a lifetime for all those rednecks. This is great. I finally get a chance to get me one. So you need to identify what it is that's challenging your faith. Lord, just give me more faith. How's that working for you? I, you know, I can tell you, and this applies to me too, that it's not working in Northport, in Inglewood, in Venice, in Sarasota County, in Charlotte County. Because if it was working, like I always tell you, there's about 857 chairs in here. There's probably 150 of them that are empty, so there's about 680, 690 people in this room right now, eight or, eight or 900 in this building. If we all got rid of our ambient noise and we're operating by the faith that we already have, the thousands would be coming not to see me, but to see us. Because they, they would be just, because you see, we're supposed to be like Jesus. People used to go and follow Jesus around barefoot on rocks. From town to town, thronging him by the thousands. Churches today have to put wavy flags out in front of their church and do giveaways. Because they have no, listen, you, in all honesty, giveaways bring in people. But just think about this. 
What if you were giving people life? What if you were giving them health? Think about that. And I'm not talking about just the easy stuff. Well, you know what? I had an ache and it's gone. I'm talking about people coming out of wheelchairs. I'm talking about people with Down syndrome no longer having it. I will not rest until I'm at that level. And I will roll, roll the dice until I am. No, you could be mocked. I don't care. I'm out on the edge. I live on the edge. I, I live in the midst of mockery. Let them mock me. I know what's coming. They're going to find out they were wrong. Now I'll start the message 10 minutes in. I want to show you something. Ecclesiastes 8, 13 through 17. I want to show you two different types of faith. We're actually not in this church. This is a bastion of biblical Christianity right here. But we're losing overall. The evangelical church is losing the battle of faith because the people in the world have more faith in the prince of the power of the air than we do in Jesus. That's a fact. They are more devout to the prince of the power of the air than the evangelical movement is to Yahweh. I'll show you. Ecclesiastes 8, 13 through 17. Yet because the wicked do not fear God, it will not go well with them and their days will not lengthen like a shadow. There is something else meaningless that occurs on the earth. Remember, always remember the word meaningless because most, most things are. Most things are meaningless. What really matters? God and people. That's what's eternal. The righteous who get what the wicked deserve and the wicked get what the righteous deserve. Because the righteous don't stand up and say, that's mine. Well, you know, there goes that name and claim it. Have you ever read the Bible? There goes that word of faith. We label things that are biblical as if they're unbiblical. You are supposed to name and claim things. I know it gets abused. It's people. I know there's a woman on God TV with purple and fuchsia striped hair who's weird, who goes to Ferrari parking lots and names Ferrari one and Ferrari. I get all, I get the abuses. But what, what, about, what about your health? What about your mental health? What about, what about your provision? What about your prosperity? You're supposed to be rich. How are we gonna, how are we gonna fund worldwide evangelism with no money? Well, we, are, you know, we wanna be poor. We believe that poor is an attribute. Poor is not an attribute, it's a detriment. It's antithetical to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse nine. Jesus who took on your poverty to make you rich. Are you gonna give him back your sin? Then why are you giving him your poverty? Why, it would be, if staying poor would be the same thing as staying in sin. He took up your sin, you put that on him, why don't you put poverty on him? It's not an attribute. It's not an attribute to be poor. Stop thinking that it is. It's not. It's not biblical, it's not what God wants. Jesus took on your poorness. If you keep it, it's like keeping your sin. Oh, there's a pastor digging for an offering. I don't even take an offering. I don't have a special song about tithing. There's black boxes that you give on your way out. How am I digging for an offering? Amen. I don't need, I don't need your money. I'm fine. I'm set. I'm already set for life. Don't need your money. That make you feel better? There's no, there's no plates gonna be passed this morning at a foundation job. I'm not against passing plates. I'm just telling you, we're not doing it today. We never have done. We never passed a single plate in this church outside of for a guest speaker. The righteous who get what the wicked deserve and the wicked get what the righteous deserve. This too, I say, is meaningless. So I commend the enjoyment of life because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad. 
Then joy will accompany them in their toll all the days of their life has, has, got, has given them under the sun. When I applied my mind to know wisdom and to observe the labor that is done under the sun, people getting no sleep day or night. Then I saw all that God had done. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all his efforts to search it out, man cannot discover its meaning. Even if a wise man claims he knows, he cannot really comprehend it. So I'm gonna set you free first. You will never figure out humanity. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. That's the problem with all these conspiracies that people follow around. They're convinced of this and they're convinced of that. You can't comprehend what goes on under the sun. You weren't designed to. It's beyond your design specifications. You will never figure out people's motivations. I just can't figure out why people are so dumb. You're never gonna figure it out. <laughs> Human beings are an ever flow, an ever flow of changes, an ever changing amalgam of humanity. People come in here, they're affected by the drive. Then they're changed by the music. Then they get torqued off by me and leave. <laughs> they're an amalgam of humanity. Some of you are affected by what you eat, by how much sleep you get. You're never gonna figure it out. Don't stop, don't, so don't dance around people. Live out the gospel. You're never gonna figure out why people re refuse the truth. Here's just the blatant truth. Well, I just disregard it. It's on video. I disregard it. It's you on video. Disregard it. <laughs> Refusal to change. I mean, you know people who need to change drastically. And if you don't think it's you, then you're already delusional. <laughs> people refuse to change. There's absolutely no fruit that supports that they're right, yet they refuse to change. There's people right now that are watching it. Which one's the, the camera that's on, the green one or the red one? Red? Okay, thank you. Thank you, sir. I always, Aaron's always on me because I'm always looking at the wrong one. I'm sorry. It's that camera that's on. There's people watching right now that are offended. They, there's nowhere else to go. They got offended inside this church. They've already tried to go back to their COVID caving, soft-pedaled, watered-down churches. They can't bear it because they've been red-pilled. There's no way around it. And I don't mean red-pilled by conservatism. I mean red-pilled by the gospel. But yet, they are like, well, I'm right. I was offended, so I left. Okay, even if you were right, even if you were right, what, 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 what evidence is there that supports your move? God would come up behind it if you were right and fill it with fruit. There isn't any, so it's not God. If there's no fruit, it's not God, or we're just pushing through. You've been pushing through for 12 years. God will bring fruit. He is the Lord of the harvest. He will bring it. But people refuse to change, even though there's no evidence to support their current stances if they're correct. Got one yep on that, I'll take it. People that struggle, listen, people wanna be right. Even if, you're in the, even if you are offended and your right to be offended doesn't give you the right to be offended. I get offended. Listen, people offend me all the time. All the time. I, I show up every Sunday. <laughs> Believe me, there's been many Sundays, not in recent years, but there's been many Sundays before I didn't want to show up. I hated Christians. I'm done. It's pretty rough here. Amen and not that hard, brother. <laughs> switch the fervency to something else. But here's the thing. Christian, listen, Christians are still the best people there are. They are. They're the best people there are. Go out into the world for 10 minutes. But it gets old. 
You have to, the only reason why Christianity ever gets old or church ever gets old is because it's devoid of the Spirit. Amen. You're operating in the flesh. Amen. You don't pray over it. You don't fast over it. You take a job in the church. I look at the myriads of jobs that are happening right now, whether it's back in the, in the sound booth, what Aaron calls front of, front of house, the camera, the musicians. Listen, this will all become monotonous to you if you don't pray over it. What do you mean pray over it? It's just the same thing every time. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be ever-evolving, doors opening, things changing. Why does it? Because you don't even practice. I don't, yeah, I've been playing blank for forever at the church, and I never saw no open door. You don't pray over it, and you don't practice. You don't try to get better. Why is it that everything's logical except inside the church? Everywhere else in life, you apply certain principles, but not in the church. This is the greatest giving church on the planet financially. You guys are great. But there are many people in here, you're these devout conservatives, but you're actually a member of the Democratic Party financially. You are. You might as well just go put a donkey on your shirt. You're, you're a conservative you're a federalist. You're a capitalist everywhere but inside the church. You're a communist. You live on my welfare. You live on the other giver's welfare, and you don't give, you don't tithe. Just go to, your, go to the DNC. Liberal. I mean, listen. I'm not even preaching this message. <laughs> Romans 1, 18 through 32, you're given a conscience. Some of you need to listen to that conscience. you like, if you, I feel a little guilty freeloading free all these. I'm not talking about you new people just came in here. I'm not talking about if you've come for a couple months. I'm talking about those of you that have come for years. How do you just come in and freeload? You're like, what do you give, Tom? More than almost anybody in this church. We, I give to this church. Now, I'm not talking about my time and talent. <laughs> I, love, I love how we come. I love how we come up with our terms. Well, I don't give financially, but I give of my time and my talent. <laughs> and then, listen, it's great that you do that, and you should. But your heart is measured by your wallet. It's more about money in the Bible than anything else. So stop being a freeloading Democrat and start doing what you're supposed to do. And by the way, if you don't tithe and you don't give, you're now part of the current world's economy. You make the world's economy impenetrable to you. If you tithe, if you give, God then becomes your provision. You're never going to figure out lack of common sense. You're not, listen, you're not designed to know. You can recognize it, but you're not designed to know. You're never going to understand why people want their freedom stolen. That they can't see. To sign me up to have my freedom stolen. I'm so glad they're banning speech. I see, that, I see it all the time because I'm endlessly researching for the podcast. People rejoice at banning speech. They call themselves liberal. I don't understand it. I, even, I, I purposely get into disputes. It's fun. I don't do it very often, but I do it every now and then just to keep the, shorts, the, the sword sharp. You're not going to get it. You're not going to understand why people believe in transgenderism and global warming and slaughtering of the unborn. In the name of child advocacy, had a shooting in Texas yesterday. Of course, social media is lit up by all the people who want to save lives. They claim 4,000 kids a year are killed by guns. They claim anywhere from four to 50,000, depends, depending on what's politically expedient for them. 
So they're sitting there talking about, you know what, I want, we want to save these kids' lives and save people's lives. Well, they slaughter 41 million babies a year worldwide, 2 million inside the United States. I put that on Twitter this morning. I guess that these gun grabbers don't understand that they have zero credibility to talk about saving lives when they slaughter the unborn by the millions. And listen, if, if you're somebody you've been involved with or had an abortion, don't spend the rest of your life justifying it. Repent of it. I, learn these three words. I was wrong. You want to have a great marriage? Memorize those three words and when appropriate, use them. People are like, Tom, how, do you, how did you raise two saved kids in this world? How did you do it? Because I didn't give them a fraudulent Christianity. I didn't justify my sin and failings. I was never hypocritical. I failed a lot. I sinned a lot. But whenever I did, I was transparent about it. It wasn't like, well, you know, the reason why I did that was because of my mom. <laughs> the way that I was raised. I have a great mom, I'm just telling you. There was never an excuse. There was never some sort of pseudo-religious excuse. And I'm just working through something right now. No, I would go, I was wrong, I sinned. Can you forgive me? You're not gonna understand these things. Allowing the trafficking and rape of thousands upon tens of thousands upon hundreds of thousands of kids. Why would you do it for personal profit? I don't know. I could spend three hours on that. You never will understand the complete lack of the fear of God. Knowing that Hebrews 9, 7 is coming. It's coming. Just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. Every human actually knows it. It was implanted in them. Romans 1, 18 through 32. It was implanted in them. They know. They know. That's why they're so angry at God. A person's own folly leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. Proverbs 19, 3. Psalm 14, 1. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. It keeps getting more and more abominable. When I started the podcast three years ago, there was no transgenderism. Like, oh, there always has been. That's a lie. There's always been trans. Where? You're like, oh, here comes the guy who claims that he walked to school uphill both ways in a snowstorm. <laughs> but I'm just hearkening back. I spent, the schools are a great barometer of what's happening. I spent most of my law enforcement career in the schools. So I could see what was, going, what was going on in the world. And then, of course, my own personal experience as a child, as a, as a young adult, as a teenager. So let's go from the 80s all the way through the 80s, all the way through the 90s. And not only was I in law enforcement, and I was always in my police car out answering police calls, even though I was in a different unit didn't, uh, that didn't, was, was not patrol at, at, at various times. But I was always answering police calls too. So I would see what was happening in the world. So you got 80s, where I can remember everything. 90s, where I can remember everything. 2000 to 2010, where I can remember, remember everything. All the way to 2017, when I retired from law enforcement, up until now. So let's just go to 2017, where I never saw one transgender person my entire life. No, I mean, you'd see the occasional cross-dresser on TV that you were allowed to make fun of then, which I still make fun of now. <laughs> because I'm not going to be controlled by anybody. If that means that I get cast down as a misogynist and a racist, that's fine. 
I'm not, a, I'm not a respecter of persons because God isn't. I'm not worried about it. For do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men? If I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So that, didn't, that did not even exist. And they were being lied to, though they've always been around. When? They, were, they weren't even, listen, if there's anybody that would know, from, from scrolling through the news as often as I do, which is all the time, hours per day, starting, starting in 2020, nothing. And then suddenly, two years ago, it all starts. And look where we are now. They have done abominable works. There's none that doeth good. Now all of these parents are signing their kids up to go get their testicles lopped off. To get an inverted vagina. That will never function. They're, they're signing their kids up. Women, this area right here is what they do with women. Is they cut this off, including the muscle. You look at them, it's down to the bone to create a phallus that will never work. Think about how demonic that has to be. We talk about the Aztecs and the Mayans. The United States, the United States is right there. We've killed way more than they have. We kill way more than Hitler has. Everybody lives in a complete facade. United States good, Hitler bad. And there's nobody that loves the United States more than I do. But the United States has slaughtered 63 million kids that we know about. And that's without New York and California, the number one and number two abortionist states in the United States reporting their abortions. You want to talk about Hitler? Yeah, he's burning in the same hell as the abortion clinic people. He's burning in the same hell as the people that have, that have aborted the unborn because, God, because God, for God, it's indiscernible between the, what we would call those who are living and those who are in the womb. It's indiscernible. But no one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. So stop trying to. Stop coming up with conspiracy theories. You're not designed for it. What are you designed to do? You are, to design, you are designed to comprehend something else. Mark 4.11. To you, to you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. You're not supposed to figure out what's down here. You're not gonna figure out humanity. Only God knows. But you are designed to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But what do we do? We do the opposite. Well, I, you know, I really understand what's going on here, but you know, God's a mystery. He's just a mysterious God. You never know if he can. Well, I know that he can, but I don't know if he will. You never know what that crazy God's gonna do. I prayed, but you never know. How many of you live like that? Well, I prayed, but you know, it's just up to God. It's not up to God. Oh, how dare you say that? That's because that's the truth. It's not up to God. God is governed by his word. If, if unbelief is blocking your faith, he can't move. You're like, well, he could always do it. No, he can't because then he'd be a liar and have to cease being God. You're welcome. He's trying to set you free. Trying to set you free. Stop trying to figure out what's happening on the earth and understand what you're capable of understanding, which is way bigger than what's happening on the earth. You want to sum up the earth? Crap. C-R-A-P, there you go, done. Yes, we need to know specifically where to stand. Yes, as black-robed on Christians, we need to call out lies and stand up to evil. But you're not gonna figure it out. And the way that you stand up to evil is understand what you've been given. To you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Stop making God mysterious. He's not. 
If you do A, there will always be B. Always. No, I've tried and it didn't work. That's because your faith's corrupted by ambient noise. I mean, how many of us have really put out effort? And I'm not talking about since I've been preaching it, which I appreciate it if you have. Put out effort to find out what's corrupted our faith. We've been given a pure faith, the faith of Jesus. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Galatians 2, 20. Revelation 14, 12, and 13. We've been given the faith of Jesus. So mountains should be cast into the sea. But you can't even get out of bed because you're bipolar. Because your moods are off today. We don't want the wisdom of the world. We don't want it. Cast it away. To them, everything, Jesus spoke to them in parables. They have no understanding. To you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Listen to this, 1 Corinthians 1, 19 and 20. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world, of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Then why would you want it? Do not deceive yourselves. If any one of you thinks he is wise by the standards of this age, he should become a fool so that he may become wise. See, a lot of it it is, you know what? Going back to money, because it's just really easy to talk about. It's like using healing. It's easy to talk about. It's, the, it's, you wanna, it's one of the most controversial things you can talk about. I don't know why. Why is money so controversial? Why is everybody afraid to let people know what they're making? What them, well, who cares? For me, it's just simple facts. It's, a, it's, very, I mean, it's, it's actually very easy. If, if you tithe, God will always do B if you do A. It's a, it's a, it's a simple, simple law. But a lot of people, they want, they want, the, they want the, the wisdom of this world. Work hard. And listen, working hard is also biblical, 1 Timothy 5.8. If you don't work hard, you don't provide for a family, it's okay, the word of God just calls you an infidel. Well, you know what, let me just talk about that for a minute. I've run into so many Christians, and, I, and now it's been confirmed because I listened to a message by Jonathan Shuttlesworth, and he confirmed the same thing. And he spent, now I got saved when I was 18, Jonathan got saved when he was eight. So he's been in the church, even though we're 12 years apart, almost as long as I've been in the church. Or about the same amount of time, give or take two or three years. And he's always wondered, how do these people who never work get by? I've seen it inside the church. It's like a Hunter Biden scheme. (laughs) Ever getting money for business startups that never exist. Where are the business startups? Why, why is it that your family is in lack? You know why? For, for most of you go, because you don't work. That's, that's number two. Number one is because when you get $1,000, you keep $1,000. You don't plant seed. You can always mix in laziness with it, but let's go start, let's go with step one. If you receive a million dollars today, what would you do? I, I couldn't get to my checkbook fast enough to write a $100,000 check at tithe. And you'll never be seen begging for bread if you do that, ever. Oh, there he goes, digging for an offering. I don't take offerings. Nobody's gonna harass you about giving, nothing. But we would rather have the wisdom of this world. You know, work hard, overwork. You know you're not supposed to overwork either. That's an attribute. No, it's not. Proverbs 23, 4 says, do not overwork to become rich. Because of your understanding, cease. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. I'm not working, Tom, for riches. I'm working for retirement. That is riches. Who else retires on the planet outside of Americans in first world countries? You, you, you think you retire in Zimbabwe? 
It's wealth. So why is the world so ready to receive the Antichrist? Because they have unfettered faith. Why are we, why are we so not willing to receive Christ? You're like, Tom, I'm already saved. I get that you're saved. And there, this is as loving as I can be. God loves you, and you're on your way to heaven. Good? All right, now are you ready for the hammer? Okay. They have all the attributes of their father. We don't have one. He healed. We don't. He, he brought together thousands. We don't. He did endless miracles. We don't. He walked on water. We don't. You know, that was Jesus. He gave you everything. You're a joint heir. Ephesians 1, 3. Romans 8, 16 and 17. You're like, Tom, doesn't this hit you? This is why I'm so transparent with you and tell you that I wasted 50 years of my life. I'm just entering into the realm of the miraculous. I got saved when I was 18. And people would still consider me to be above average Christian. When I, was, when I was at the sheriff's office, everybody knew who I was. They all knew, uh, not because I was some great cop, I wasn't. I'm just saying that people, people knew that, hey, that's the Christian guy. People would, would you know, most of the time, I love police, I love cops. I, do, I love them, seriously, they're great people. Seriously, I love them. They would oftentimes, they would go, Tom, sorry. You know, they'd drop a couple up, I'm sorry, Tom. Appreciate it. I didn't really care, but I appreciate it. Thank you. But they have more attributes of their father than we have of ours. They're per- Listen, they're perfectly willing to lop off testicles. We won't even tithe. They'll sacrifice testicles. We won't even sacrifice $10. They're very devout. They comply with their father. We don't comply with ours. They're the most compliant people. They comply to the experts. They comply to the science, which are all lies. We don't comply to the truth. God tells you, husband, you know what? You need to fix this in your marriage. You don't comply. They comply. Quiet in here. I'm just going to tell myself that you're just deeply listening. Why can't the church see the advancement of darkness? Because our faith is corrupted. Listen, I'm not saying this for self-aggrandizement. But outside of the churches that you know that I love, that I mention all the time, which are very few and far between, nobody's preaching this today but me. Nobody's preaching like this. It's all, you know, you got the pastor and his pastor's wife and they... They come up with their coffee cups. Put their little chairs on the stage. We just want to tell everybody this morning that you're just wonderful. Just make sure that you keep paying your tithes so that we can be rich and you can be poor. You know, they got the little podium with the little, little decoration on it, with a little flower coming out of it, and the gelding pastor. They don't preach the gospel. They, they, they spent years complying to the Antichrist spirit. Now you've got, what did COVID do? I'll put this in a little package. It's easy for Aaron to edit it. What did COVID do? It ushered in the infrastructure for a cashless society. CBDC starts in America July 11th. Central Bank Digital currency, but don't worry, it's only for in-bank transactions. You believe that? And no, who's talking about that? Shouldn't we talk about that since it's the book of Revelation? Who's talking about that but, but me? That the church can't see it. 
You need, it's like I've told you, I've told you this story a couple times, because I would get up and just scream and scream and scream. Until Pastor came, Pastor Rodney come up and said to me, Tom, listen, bro, bro, they don't know. Basically, you can scream all you want, they don't know. They need to wake up. I can't, listen, if I can wake them up, I'll wake them up. And I haven't stopped screaming, but I did need to take the edge off a little bit because I was naming names like every Sunday. But why can't the church see the advancement of darkness? Well, you will need a specific mark to enter into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point that's controlled by the Antichrist. Oh, that's right-wing conspiracy theory. Then you don't believe the Bible. And listen, if you don't believe the Bible, say it out loud. I don't believe the Bible. Say it. Just be honest with yourself, which 99% of Christians should go ahead and say, I don't believe the Bible. They certainly don't because, again, is putting on a mask imitating your father? They were perfectly willing to put on masks because it is imitating their father. Masks have always been demonic. They're a demonic thing. You you trace history, go back in history, you will endlessly find ruthless, dictatorial leaders masking their people. Muzzling their people. So why can't the church see the advancement of darkness? Why? Luke 21, Luke 21, 8. So this is how it should be, and then I'm gonna show you where it is. And when these things begin to come, come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. That's what should be happening now. Nobody is even saying in the evangelical church that their redemption draweth nigh. Even though the book of Revelation 13 and 14 is unfolding right before their very eyes, they're unaware. 1 Thessalonians 5, 3 and 4. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. But most of the church is in the darkness, which is why you have Matthew 24, 10 through 13. The love of most will grow cold. It will come upon them as a thief in the night. That's why you have the parable of the ten virgins. Why can't they see? The answer is corrupted faith. The world has, the, has faith in its father. They believe everything. Fauci, it is written. Oh, amen, Messiah Fauci. We have the written word of God and don't stand in it. Yes, we boo Fauci, but we don't offer the alternative. What's the alternative? Be against everything? You have to be both. Vocally against, vocally for. Vocally against totalitarianism. Vocally against things that are antithetical to freedom. But then you've got to offer the alternative. Don't bother about protesting. You don't need to protest, we are against. We are against. That's nothing. Start performing miracles, and the world, the unsaved world, will come to you. Tom, you're always talking miracle, miracle, miracle. It's 1146. We only got a little bit to go. Miracle, miracles, miracles. That's what you talk about. Why do I talk about them? Because that's what Jesus did. I am on and about what my Father is on and about. Jesus attracted people by miracles. We attract people by miracles. Lights, buildings, maybe a poetic speaker, music. Tell me, who were the worship leaders back in Jesus' day? Where, where, Where was the band? Where were the buildings? You don't need buildings when you have the blind seeing, when you have people that have never walked before walking. You don't need it. You don't need them. 
Tom, that's, that's hypocritical. Listen, 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23, when in Rome, be a Roman. People aren't, people aren't gonna come to, come to church if we have in a parking lot. First of all, there's heat, mosquitoes, and rain. So people aren't gonna come. So we, when in Rome, be a Roman. But we can't just be against things. You know, oh, Fauci, ah, okay, great, you got that. I've said it, I've said it for three years. And by the way, I'll continue to say it. Because I am fervently against things. But I'm also fervently for things. And both should be spoken. But the world has the faith of its father, the prince of the power of the air. John 8, 44, they carry out their father's desires. We've been working in the same place for a decade. Nobody even knows you're a Christian there. They evangelize, we don't. I'll use, I'll use elections as an example. You're like, Tom, you'll talk about anything. Yep. I'm not gonna be encumbered. Everybody leaves, they leave. I'm not gonna be encumbered. It'll be no fun for me. I do this for fun. Seriously. I, I do this for fun. Yes, I'm called to do it, but I do, I'm not gonna do what's not, what's not fun. So I just say whatever I want, because that's fun. But if you use elections as an example, <laughs> the left evangelizes, the right doesn't. I'll use the latest election in Wisconsin. It was absolutely vital in Wisconsin. Now all of this can be overcome by the Holy Ghost. I'm just telling you, I'm just speaking purely politically. Yes, from the pulpit, because no politics in the pulpit is not a Bible verse, so I don't give two poops about it. I don't care. I mean, literally, I don't give two poops about it. Go ahead and picture that in your mind. Don't care. Well, you, you lose your 501c3 status. Go back to po two poops. Don't care. So you have this vital election in Wisconsin where it's a Supreme, it's a Supreme Court justice that will determine whether or not there'll be mass mail-in balloting again. Mass mail-in balloting means Republicans will lose. They'll lose. That's a fact. And we're not, by the way, for those of you that are worried about DeSantis, don't let me forget about Wisconsin. If you're, if you're like, DeSantis or Trump, doesn't matter who's gonna run because we're gonna lose. Unless things change, we're gonna lose. You'll, never in the history of America has somebody won Florida and Ohio and lost the election until 2020. Because all you need is the seven cities and the six states. That'll generate enough ballots for you in the middle of the night. Unless that changes, you can be all in for DeSantis, you can be all in for Trump, they're both gonna lose. And they'll lose by 10 million votes. It's a fact. Unless you change the four problems, you're like, Tom, I'm a Democrat. I don't, I don't know what to tell you if you're a Democrat. <laughs> you need to look at the platform of your party. Butchering the unborn and lopping off penises, okay, you're in the wrong spot. The Republicans are spineless worms and the Democrats are demonic, you pick. You pick. The four problems are this, no message, no money, establishment, Republicans, and fraudulent elections. Those things aren't fixed. You fix them like they do in Florida, you end up with a purple state, with a Republican winning a purple state by 20 points. Strange, isn't it? It's not so purple, is it? They evangelize, we don't, back to Wisconsin. So you have this Supreme Court justice that's up for election, who's going to determine how the election runs. On the day of the election, at eight o'clock in the morning when the polls opened, he was down by 150,000 votes. Because they evangelize. They use the system. Republicans, we're day of voting. Great. Just lost again. It was supposed to be a close election. He lost by double digits. Start off with 150. Listen, these are, who even votes in these elections? O only the political nuts like me. I vote in them. Most people don't. So you start off 150,000 votes down and you think you're going to win? You're not going to win. Tom, you're, you are, you know, this is really pessimistic. I'm telling you, things don't, what, what is the definition of insanity? Over and over again, expect a different result. They are of their father. They evangelize. We don't. 
They're outspoken. We consider it to be an attribute to be quiet. Why is it so quiet? Why is it so quiet here? They're more like their father than we are like ours. Isaiah 14, 12 through 15. The fall of Lucifer. How you have fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you cut down to the ground, you weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. On the, this is Satan talking. On the furthest sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. So an attribute of Satan is to try to be God. They are of their father, the devil. They have his attributes. They say they have the power to flood the earth. Global warming. Al Gore said that by now, Manhattan, 2009, was supposed to be underwater. They believe. What's the truth about flooding? Genesis 9-11. Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. And never again, never, never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. But they are, they are of their father, the devil. They imitate God. They say, we're going to ascend and be just like the God, God most high. They're just like him. And we're told that we're joint heirs and don't use it. It's people in this room, you struggle to make it to church every day. They're trying to be God. They say they live, they're going to live forever. Our days are 120 years. They believe they'll live forever. They're working on it right now. Don't worry. Kamala Harris has just been appointed. The AIs are. It's a fact. It's all about transhumanism. Believing you're going to download your essence into a computer. No, just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. That's what's going to happen. And conservatism isn't sending you to heaven, by the way. Most conservatives will die and go straight to hell. Loving Trump the whole way. I love Trump. MAGA, MAGA. There's nobody more MAGA than me. I was at his rally in Sarasota. I love him. But I'm just saying, they ain't going to send you to heaven. And wash away your sin because you're conservative. You, have a, you, have, you are bearing the brunt of your sin. Conservatism is not the blood of Jesus. So they think they're going to live forever. So again... I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. They have faith. They have faith. We don't tithe. They, they have faith. We don't believe for healing. They have faith in the Christians labeling themselves bipolar. When they, the promise of God is you'll have a sound mind. Why are you picking on bipolar? I don't know. It just pops into my head. You've been given a sound mind and you walk around depressed? They have more faith than you do. They, be, they believe. They say they can create life. They believe that they can create life. Psalm 36, 9, for with thee is the fountain of life. Only God can create life. Man has never created a seed. Man can't, can't understand how a heart beats. And I guess they do. They, re, they restart it. They can't start it. If they catch it in time, they can restart it. They can never just make it start. Can't do it. But they claim that they can because they, will, they claim to be like the Most High. They claim to be people that can create life. They cannot. And the Lord God, Genesis 2-7, formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Only God can do that but they're trying to ascend to the throne of the Most High. They say that they can create gender. Genesis 1:27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. They claim to be, you know what, they're gonna lop off body parts and invert them and create, and create male and female. They have faith. Look how devout they are. These gender clinics are overwhelmed. They're devout. I mean, think about how devout you are. Your child comes up to you. 
and says, because they've been manipulated at the public school, telling you that your son is now telling you that he's a, that he's a girl, they're devout. Oh, we'll sign you up. Well, let's get you on the path. It's $1 million per kid to be made. It's what it costs to transition somebody. $1 million. Well, they want it. $1 million per kid. Think about it. You get 500 kids. But it's a country of close to 400 million people. Don't believe that 320. That's a country of 320 million. That's from 2006. We have way more than that. So it's a country of about 400 million people. You get 500 of them to transition. It's $500 million. Get 1,000 of them. It's a billion dollars. Get 10,000 of them. $10 billion to be made. Love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they've erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. 1 Timothy 6.10. They have their attributes. Do we have the, our, the attributes of our Father? Do we? The end of Isaiah chapter 14, or the end of the, cl- the clump of Scripture I'm using, verse 15. Yet you shall be brought down to hell, to the lowest depths of the pit. They can believe all they want, but that's their destination. Let me finish with this. How do you and I please our Father? How do you and I please the Father? There it is. There it is. Faith. Your doings mean squat. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews eleven six. That's how you please God. There is no other way to please him but by faith. You can work as hard as you want to work, be a good dad and a good Republican and a good conservative and a good citizen and all your friends think highly of you, that means nothing to God. And you only got a blip on this earth, a very short time for that to mean anything and then becomes eternity and the only thing that matters in eternity is God's opinion. And the only way to please him is by faith. So have you ever said, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. You've been given the measure of faith, given to you. Luke 17, 5 and 6, Matthew 17, 17 through 21. There is no increasing your faith. It's just a matter of, is it corrupted? Is it corrupted? I'm heading towards the end. It's noon. We'll be done in 10 minutes. The only thing that stops faith is the corruption of faith. And that's unbelief. How do you know that? 1 Peter 1.23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So you've been given that. Then the competition begins. The moment of salvation, you were given everything. But the thief comes. To steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10. 10. And faith is the knowledge of God, logos, logos, and the spoken word of God, rhema. And here's where I'm closing. Are you nice to its opposition? Do you believe it's an attribute to be nice to the opposition of your faith? Are you accommodating to your faith's opposition? Remember, without faith, it is impossible to please him. So the more corrupting, corrupted that your faith is, the less you please God. He's not, listen, yes, faith without works is dead. Works are actually faith in action. You cannot separate them. But it starts with rudimentary faith. So what are you supposed to do? I'm really closing right here, so stay with me. What are you supposed to do? You've been given the measure of faith at salvation. It's complete. And then the enemy comes, and your own carnality comes to take it from you. Some of you have been pierced in this, me- in this, in this, in this message during this time right here in this building, 
And immediately there's competition to it. Don't listen to that. You don't need to tithe. That's old covenant. No, it's of the order of Melchizedek, which Jesus is the order of Melchizedek. You're being lied to. Being stolen from. You'll stay broke. Uh, keep, Keep staying broke. So what are you supposed to do? You've been given given that measure of faith. And without that measure of faith, it's impossible to please God. This is a living and active gospel. This isn't just get on a raft and go downstream. That's what most Christians do. You have to battle the ambient noise. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 and 6. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Tom told me to tithe. That's old covenant. No, no. It's not old covenant. It's Abrahamic covenant of which you stand. So you, when that competition comes in, what do you do? You cast down that imagination. But it feels right. Doesn't matter whether it feels right. What does the word of God say? My, I'll make it more, even more practical for you. My wife comes in. I'm, not, I'm just using, I'm not talking about my wife specifically. My wife comes in and wants to talk. I don't feel like it. Cast down that imagination and love her like Christ loved the church. You see how it works? You're in a bad mood. Oh, I feel worthless. Take that thought captive. Make it obedient. You're the apple of God's eye. You're the redeemed of the Lord. You're the new Israel. How can you be worthless? Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.